Welcome to Argyle Chat, the Plymouth Argyle podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Argyle Chat. Joining me today to look back on Saturday's superb win against Shrewsbury Town is our football editor, Chris Arrington. Hi, Chris. Hi, Stu. And a very warm welcome to our special guest today, Graham Coughlin. Hi, Graham. Morning, Stu. How are you? Are you all right? Yes, all good, Stu. All good. Good stuff. Thanks ever so much for agreeing to come on the show today, Graham. It's uh, nice to have you on. What are you, what are you up to at the moment? Obviously, you left South End recently. Enjoying some family time. To be fair, um, I've, I've, I've obviously put the put the family on hold for the past 10, 10 years. I've been travelling, obviously a couple of years of Shrewsbury, and then eight years at Southend. So uh, I'm just enjoying the just enjoying family time, getting the kids to and from school, just basics, really basics of being a dad. Um, just sitting down at the dinner table, sitting down at the breakfast table, you know, things that luxuries in in, in my life, but uh, maybe not in, in in everybody else's life. They they normally get to do that every day of the week. I didn't. So uh, I'm just enjoying that for the time being, and um, naturally enough, I'm, I'm, I'm out of games and in a uh, in a uh, in a football club every day of the week, just looking at them uh, training, how they how they do, and, and 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 different styles and philosophies and things like that. So it's it's been really interesting. It's been really really good. But uh, I dare say I was I was in need of a need of a break. To be fair, so uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying. I am enjoying just being a dad, just doing the basics in, in everyday life. To be fair, for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think people forget how much football kind of consumes your life when you're a player or, or a manager. Yeah, it's um, me in particular because my my uh, my my base, my, my family, we were, we were based up in Sheffield. Uh, the kids are in school; they're at an age now where boy, uh, they tell me I can't tell them anymore. They tell me they they, they rule the roost. So um, yeah, I've done a lot of travelling, obviously um, to and from. Um, so it's 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 listen, I ain't. It is what it is, and that's that's life. That's that's the profession you choose, and that's the, that's the job you choose, and that's the line you you, you choose to go down. So, um, I'd love it. I absolutely love love the game. I love I love football, but uh, I, I I have neglected, for want of a better word, my family over the last ten years. So uh, I'm going to try and make up for it now over the, over the next couple of weeks. While uh, while I have a little bit of time on my hands. Yeah, you say a couple of weeks. Are you looking to get back into football then? Oh yeah, Jesus! Um, I'd, I'd, I'd go back in, yeah, for sure. Um, again, it's 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 timing. Um, we we all know timing is, is key. Timing is essential in football. Um, I, I I would certainly, if, if if the right thing came up, um, as I said, as I said, and as I've shown, I, I I'm not really distance and, and, and travel times don't really uh, don't really come into play. I've been down in Southend for eight years, which is 200 miles from home and in Sheffield, as I call home now, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking to, to to go back in at some stage, whether that be now or whether that be uh, the, the start of next season. But again, as I say, it's uh, time is key. Yeah, have you had any offers yet, or are you just waiting for that phone call? I've been again. Listen, I've, I've, I've been waiting. If, if the correct offer or the right offer came, I, I would be back in. Let's 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 be honest. Um, but yeah, the the uh, I've had some very very decent phone calls from a lot a lot of high profile people in the game and I didn't know people actually knew me never mind cared about me that much to be quite honest with you I was overwhelmed um, when when, uh, when when I, I moved on from Southend to be fair I had a lot, a, lot of, a lot of people a lot of support a lot of, a lot of good uh, good words a lot of wisdom uh, a lot of experienced people in the game on the phone to me 
just just prime member over action and guide me and, and the overwhelming fact uh, that people kept telling me was enjoy the family time enjoy the little break recharge analyze study look back on and get into football clubs and learn and, and, and keep keep progressing because uh sometimes you don't see the wood from the trees when you're in amongst it when you when you when you're writing the ticket day in day out so it's uh it's nice to be able to just sit back and have a little look and analyse and, and, and see how, uh, how it is on, uh, from the outside looking in. Yeah. I imagine you keep an eye out for uh, our goals results. Is that, is that the case? <laughs> you don't need to ask me that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're yeah. still held in very high esteem down here. So, uh... I love it. I, I love it. I love it. We, uh, the, the kids, I've tried to get, get the kids hooked on it now as well. Um, we've obviously we've, we've been to uh, a number of the games. We've obviously been up to Anfield. We've been up to uh, Grimsby, Doncaster. You know, I'd take the kids whenever they're up this end of, uh, end of the country. I always try and get out and watch the game and just uh, just see how they're doing. To be fair, it's brilliant. It's the supporters even now. The supporters have been brilliant uh, with me. They they uh, they've been different class with me. To be fair, so uh, you know, I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy getting out and uh, supporting and, and having a look and, and cheering them on. To be honest. Yeah. Have you seen much of Argyle this season, Graham? Um, I haven't, haven't, to be honest. No, I've, uh, we've played against them. Uh, they come to our place when I was at Southend, um, early early season. Um, we, we, we drew. But other than that, I haven't been. Uh, I haven't got out to have a, a have a look at them this year, to be fair. I, I do plan on getting out when they're up this neck of the woods over the next couple of weeks, if, uh, if, if, if all goes well. Um, but no, I've not. I've not been fortunate enough to get out and have a look at them this season. No, um, apart from playing against them. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think, Chris. What games are coming up? Rochdale away, I suppose. That's just a, a nip across the Pennines. Yeah, we've got Rochdale and Fleet with the next sort of two uh, northern away trips, and uh, there's a Scunthorpe United away on um, Easter Monday, which isn't a million miles away from Sheffield. So, uh, if you've done Doncaster and Grimsby, uh, Coco, you know Scunthorpe's in that neck of the woods, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, the, the rush there, the berry, the fleet woods, that, that's all up yeah. there. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely get out myself and the kids. I'll definitely get across and have a little, uh, have a little look. Yeah, for sure. Coco, can, can I ask you? You know, Derek Adams. You know, Argyll earlier in the season were, were bottom of the table um, at the end of November. Uh, they've had an unbelievable run since then. I think it's twenty-seven points from from the last twelve games. They're up to tenth in the table. They're only five points off the playoff places. Um, you know what? What would you say about the the job that Derek Adams has done? Uh, you know, not only in the previous two seasons, but but this season particularly. Well, I think Derek has, has been tremendous for the football club. Um, I, I think he's done ever so well from from the day he's walked in there. To be fair, he's given the club a massive lift uh, from the day he's went in. He seems meticulous. He seems organised. He seems to have a structure, and uh, he, he certainly knows his way around on the, on, on the training ground. Uh, for sure, he didn't panic, as, as, as you quite rightly said. He, he didn't have a, a great start to the season. He, he didn't panic. Uh, he, he believed in his in his players. Um, he, he believed in his in his own philosophies and, and, and what he was doing. And, and he knew, uh, possibly deep down, he knew in his in his heart of hearts that uh, it, it, what he was doing was was the right thing, and, and they would come good. Um, you've got to take your hat off to him for the when they missed out at Wembley um, against Wimbledon. Um, because I know from past experience going to Wembley myself with, with Shrewsbury in 2009 we lost in the playoff final 
and it's one of the hardest things to do the following season is pick your club up, pick your players or pick yourself up as an individual um, because of the expectation uh, levels previously and because of the disappointment. And to pick that football club up, to pick that group of players up and, and, and keep them going after a defeat at Wembley, it, it's really, really hard to do that. And uh, you have to take your hat off to them. You have to, uh, you have to give them all, all the plaudits and all the accolades. But Derek will say, and I'm sure he'll, he, he'll be hammering home in the dressing room, um, it's okay getting packed on the back now and, and I think that let's go and finish this job let's go and take this club on to the next level um, and it's within touching distance to be fair he's given himself a great chance he's given the club a great chance and a great opportunity Does he remind you of another former Argyle Scottish manager? Uh, Bobby Williamson Oh I was thinking more <laughs> Paul Sturrock to be honest but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah for sure you, you can see uh, you, you can see similarities you can you, you can even speak to one or, one or two people down that end they uh, they do they do tend to uh, um, see familiar patterns and familiar ways um, it, it, similar similar type of character similar type of person um, but um yeah, the two of them, and again, like, like I say, if, if, if Eric can, can take them on and, and, and take them out of this division into the next division, they will have similar records as well at the football club. Yeah, just going to say, Chris, talking about the game on Saturday, obviously it's, it's your former club as well, Coco. Um, fantastic win for our goal, wasn't it, to go up to Shrewsbury and, and record a 2-1 victory? Yeah, I mean, to put it in, in context, you know, Shrewsbury, 10 wins, 2 draws and just 1 defeat in their 13 home league games. Um, they scored an early goal, we were up in the 6th minute. Um, and then Grand Carey had a, a penalty saved in the 20th and uh, you're thinking well it's not going to be Argyle's afternoon this isn't uh, going to work out and uh, you know hats off to, to Derek Adams and the players they, they stuck to the game plan a bit like Graham just said you know about sticking to your beliefs and principles they were level by half time with a goal from Jamie Ness and I, I thought the second half performance was excellent they were on the front foot they took the game to Shrewsbury they got themselves in the lead and then it wasn't really a case of um, of hanging on at the end. They saw it out professionally, competently. And um, I must admit, it was quite nice. You know, at the end of the game, everybody you met from Shrewsbury, very friendly club, as Coco knows, you know, from, from being a player there, very complimentary about Argyle as a team and the support that they had. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great result, great performance. Um, you know, it has sort of... Raise expectations that maybe a playoff push is possible. I mean, they're going to still have to go some to do that, but um, it was a fantastic performance and certainly one that I think a lot of people wouldn't have been expecting. No, that's right. We've had a load of uh, questions sent in, so uh, Graham, I'll give give these two to you if I may. Michael is asking, do you think Argyle can finish in the playoffs this season? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Um... I, I think Tuesday night will be key. Tuesday night will be big. If you just look at the fixtures, Peterborough play Scunny, uh, Charlton play Bradford, and Pompey play Blackburn. So, so there's big, big fixtures on Tuesday night. Argyle are at home to Wimbledon, um, who I seen last week against Berry. So, um, I, I, look, Derek Adams will be saying the same thing in the change room, and man, just win the next game. Just, just win the next game. Have them beat Shrewsbury on Saturday and, and, and beat them well by all accounts. Um, they, they will definitely need, by hook or by crook, they will definitely need to follow it up with a win against Wimbledon. Otherwise, the win against Shrewsbury will be of, of pale and significance. To put two wins back-to-back, um, Wimbledon will be a test. It'll be tough and more mentally than physically. But uh, if they can go and beat Wimbledon on Tuesday night, um, with, the, with the others playing each other in and around them, I, I think they can make, uh, make, make a, a little uh, inroad into... Uh, into maybe that, that, that uh, I think they're all chasing the sixth place, aren't they? I think there's four yeah. or six clubs chasing sixth place. 
um, Charles and having having a couple of games in hand might might be uh, might might be the one. Obviously, Bradford have just changed their manager, but I think it'd be a really really interesting interesting battle. And there's some decent decent clubs in there, you know, right down to to the Oxfords, the Bristol Rovers, Plymouth, Peterborough, Portsmouth, Charlton, and Bradford. I think that that's what you're looking at—a little mini league there, looking for uh, for that sixth place. But I think Tuesday night's results, Tuesday night's fixtures, will will be really really big, and will go somewhat towards towards that sixth place. Coco, as a sort of coach and manager, what challenges do AFC Wimbledon in particular um, provide for a, for an opposition? It's 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 a, it's a I guess it'll be a cold, damp Tuesday night. Um, you're playing at home. Expectation uh, that the Lord Mayor show Saturday and the previous week Blackburn, this yeah. week against Shrewsbury. You know they're big games. They're easy. They're they're, they're easy games. Players, the crowd, everybody gets up for them. You're playing Wimbledon at home, no disrespect to, to Wimbledon, but I can't see them bringing a big crowd. Tuesday night, you don't normally get the biggest crowds uh, as big as you would on a Saturday. So it, it, it might be more of a mental battle, Chris, than, than, than a physical yeah. battle. Yeah. You, you're going out, and it might be that expectation uh, on, on people's shoulders, I would just turn up here and we win. We all know football doesn't work like that. You cannot just turn up and win. You have to go out and earn, earn the right in the game first. But uh, Wimbledon, Wimbledon are fighting for their lives as well. Um, they, they, they'll mess the game up. They'll, they'll stodge the game. They'll, they'll try and slow it down. They'll try and break it up. Uh, they won't let Argyle into a rhythm. They won't let. Uh, they'll do the basics well because they're down there fighting for their lives. So, so there's lots of lots of little uh, superlatives that you've got to look at. But I, I would Argyle crest of a wave, high in confidence, playing really well. Um, that, that confidence, that belief, that momentum should kick in, and uh, I, I would certainly, if I was a betting man, I'd certainly be be looking at Diego winning the game. I was going to say, when when you're in that momentum, Coco, I mean, you must as a player, you must feel invincible. You know, Argyle are in such a good form, and it's probably similar to your first season at the club, where you just keep winning game after game after game, and when you find that momentum, you, as I say, you just feel invincible, don't you? Yeah, you, you, you build up that that. that confidence and you build up that momentum and it's just a, a juggernaut, it's just a runaway juggernaut. Now, now you will, yeah, you come you come unstuck at some stage, okay, fair enough, but, but you just have so much belief in each other, you, you just go onto that pitch and you just feel invincible. You you know that that, that the goalie's going to be on top form, you know the back four, you know the midfield and the strike, they're all, every unit, every individual and every unit is going to do their jobs and, and you just feel, you, you get a really, really good, confident feeling about yourself. And when you when you make a mistake, you're able to brush it off real, real quick. Whereby, if you're not in a rich vein of form and you're not playing well and the confidence is low, you, you, you tend to hang on to that mistake that you make. But you brush mistakes off a lot quicker when you're doing well and when the confidence is, is, is high. Um, and and it's, it's it's a great, great feeling to be fair when you when you get into a get into a little mood like that. To be fair, and it puts let me tell you, it puts the fear of God into the opposition because nobody yeah. wanted to play against uh, play against us back then. Um, teams were beat before they even come uh, come to play Argyle at home park on the bus on the way down. It was oh no, we're going to uh, these lot are unstoppable. And I think it might be might be it might be building something like that at the minute down there. Um, I don't think for once Wimbledon will look forward to coming all the way down on uh, on Tuesday night. So as I say, win the next game is uh, is, is paramount. Is key. Yeah, uh, question here from Lewis. Um, just briefly on this one, uh, who who will win the Player of the Season in your opinion? Player of the Season at Argyle or the Player of the Season in League One? I think he probably means Argyle because this is uh, generally Argyle fans that we've. Yeah. Well, we can get both if you want. <laughs> probably difficult for Coco not having seen Argyle yeah. too, too much, but I mean, if you if you were going to pick out an Argyle player or two um, in the current team, Coco. 
Well, one thing's for sure. <laughs> your, your goalkeeping situation, I think it was six or seven goalies, so I certainly wouldn't be a goalie. That's for sure. But listen, the two standout players for me would have to be Graham Carey and Sonny Bradley. Um, just, just looking from, again, looking from the fire, looking from the outside. Um, Kerry seems to be he seems to be instrumental in everything that, uh, that that's good about Argyle. I think he's, he's he's right up there second. Is he second? Or if he may even be top with the uh, the assist yeah. in the in the uh, in, in League One. Um, him for me would be a standout. Him for me speaking to other managers, other other uh, coaches in the game. He seems to be the name on every on the tip of everybody's tongue. Um, Sonny Bradley obviously goes without saying. He's, he's having another great uh, another great season. Um, he, he's a danger at set pieces. He's a threat in both boxes. So yeah, they, they would be the two the two outstanding uh, the outstanding names for me. Again, I, I like the boy up uh, the, 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 the boy up top. Um, I, I, I played with him as well. To, to, to be fair, he's a, he, he's a real handful there, Ryan Taylor. Um, but look, there's a lot of good players in there, and, and again, it's it's. I'm not a lover of picking individuals in a in a team game. I, I think the, the success Aquila are having is down to the team rather than down to the individuals. Yeah, uh, we've had loads of questions from people asking, "Will you be the Argyle manager one day?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's an over-hander. That's that's an easy question. The, the, the answer I would love to, but realistically. If it, if it ever happened, Jesus, it, it would be great. Realistically, I would absolutely love to love to get an opportunity or a chance. But you'd have to go some to uh, to 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 to, um, to take it away from Derek at the minute. To be honest, you'd have to. Uh, yeah, and again, Derek, the, the better he does down there, the, the higher his stock will go. But mm. I, I'd I'd like to see him take it on and, and, and take it as far as he could. And Look, I might be putting the, the, the cart before the horse here, but I've looked at the likes of Swansea, I've looked at Bournemouth, I've looked at Leicester um, over the past few years, and they've come through divisions, and they've ended up in the big league, the Premier League. So, And, and none of them, I wouldn't say any of them are any bigger than Argyle. So um, there is an opportunity, there is a chance. I've, I've always I've always gone back to Paul Sturrock in, in, in my time, and I've always given him a little bit of stick about jumping ship. <laughs> going to, um, and he, I think he should have stayed back then. He should have stayed because we were on a crest of a wave. He should have stayed and tried to get us, get us to the promised land, but he didn't. But going back to the original question, yeah, for sure, if if, if an opportunity ever arose, uh, I, I would absolutely love it to be honest. Yeah, another similar question from Ian: Would you fa- ever fancy coming back to Plymouth Argyle? And if so, what level would you like to come back to? Would it be first team, reserves, or youth side? Would it have to be the manager's job for you, or would you be happy to? Take a coaching role. Um, and, geez, I, I always, I always aim for, aim for the bigger, aim for the top, aim for, aim for the, the, the main, the main, uh, the main one. I, I always aim for what did you say? Aim for the stars. Um, yeah, I, I, I would certainly like to come back. If I was to come back to Argyle, I'd certainly like to come back in some sort of capacity with the first team um, rather than the reserves or, or, or youth side of things. Uh, to make that commitment, to make that uh, that jump from Sheffield to to Plymouth, I, w- I would probably be looking to uh, yeah, ne- definitely manager. I, I would like to I'd like to manage a football club at, at some stage in my career. Yeah. Coco, we've got got a question from a from a Dave Roundtree. Now I don't know if this is the uh, Argyle Club for <laughs> photographer and Disco Dave, as you know him well. Um, I'm assuming it probably is. It can't be. Yeah. Too many Dave Roundtrees, but who would be your assistant manager when you step up to be a manager? Um, you, you got an answer for Dave? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's only one disco, Dave. It has to be Dave Roundtree, the cameraman. <laughs> um, for me, I listen again. It's all about timing. 
yeah. as I said. Previously, I, I, I was, I was um, when, when Derek got the job, I had a little interview as well down there. So I, I was looking, someone like Peter Taylor was going to come and help me um, previously. Um, the one I would like to, to, to get would be Dave Hughes. He's at Aston Villa at this moment in time. He was Shrewsbury's youth team manager. He just, he's, he's, he's development skills, his man management skills, he's, he's brilliant. But I've got some really, really good people like Chris Morgan and the Kevin Mayers. And they're they're really good lads, but for me, probably top of the top of the pile for me would be the lad Alan Neil at Sheffield United, who uh, is my good pals with. Um, he, he's really really experienced. He's top man, and now prizing him away from Sheffield United might be a problem. But again, as I say to you, it's all about time. But there's, there's, I've, I've been fortunate enough to know and to come across um, a lot a lot of top people, a lot of good guys in the game. And one rule I would have would be mates. I wouldn't employ mates to be to, to be quite honest. But uh, if they were good enough and if they were better than than the rest, I mean, again, it, it it all it all depends. You know, you, you just never you, you just never know where when and how it comes about or, or, or a manager's job comes about and what these people are doing. But uh, listen, they've got some good people down at Argyle as well. So. Mm. It is, it is, it is not, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem. I'd, I'd work with uh, with the best man for the job. What about some of your old Argyle teammates? Any of those that you'd consider? Um, well, there's not. There's only really. Um, is, is it Paul and, and Lee Hodges? There's only two of them really that have, that have carried on um, in the game. I know Peter Gilbert's doing very well up at uh, up yeah. West Brom as well. Yeah. He's, he's he's doing very well up there. They speak highly of him up there. But there's not an awful lot there that, that have stayed on or carried on in the game. I know Roman Roman Larry who had a little uh, a, a little stint in at uh, a goalkeeping coach as well. So, uh, but look at yes, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be adverse to uh, to, to working with with, with with an ex teammate. Yeah, Michael Wonderley's asking, have you ever come close to returning to Argyle? You you mentioned there that you had the interview before Derek got the job. Yeah, I had a little sit down, I had a little conversation with them. As I keep saying, they, they made a perfect choice. They made the right choice uh, at that moment in time. So you have to commend uh, the, the, the chairman and the board for for for, uh, for that decision. Um, it, it's turned out to be a wonderful decision, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had a little sit down with them and, and, and had a conversation. I quite enjoyed it, to be fair. Some nice people. Um, it, it was really educational, um, and it's something I don't really get to do too often. Sit down with with the chairman, directors, have interviews, and, and, and go for jobs. So yeah, it was uh, it, it was very educational. It's, it's, it's an experience, and, and it was totally enjoyable. And I have to take my hat off to uh, to, 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 to the chairman and the board. They've uh, they got it spot on. Indeed, um, Fuzzy Red. You mentioned Roman Lario a minute ago. Ago, we've got a question here from a Fuzzy Red who's saying, "Just how good was Roman Lario?" Roman was Roman was, was, was top draw. He was he was uh, he got his own personal accolades. I think he was a team of the year and that. So it goes without saying uh, to, to say he was the best goalie in the division that year. Um, Roman was he was very very influential. He was loud. He had a good presence about him. Um, if I recall right, he wasn't the best kicker of the ball, but uh, he, he was he was brilliant with his hands. I'll never forget the uh, I think it was my second home game or my first home game against Shrewsbury. The league game, and he's absolutely come out and minced me. Uh, I, I, the ball has gone over the top, and I, I turned to chase, um, and he's just come out and flattened me. Um, and that, that was myself and Roman's first game together in the league, to, to, to be honest. But he's pulled off some wonderful saves. The way the way he, uh, he got across his box, and, and, and there's some match-winning saves. You know, we talk about 
Uh, we talked about keeping clean sheets. I think we kept 27, 28 that season, uh, 201, 02. Um, you talk about people up the other end of the pitch scoring goals. But for me, Roman, Roman at the back, Roman's, Roman's saves, saves his agility. And he'd, come, he'd probably be idle for, 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 for a 15, 20 minute stint in the game. But all of a sudden, then there'd be an, an opportunity for the opposition and Roman would just pull off the saves. And it, it, it's it's moments like that, key moments like that in the game. And I, I go back to the earlier questions about belief and momentum and confidence. Key moments in games like that. Um, you, you knew you had the best goalie in the division. You knew you had a, a really, really top man at the back, and you knew when you were in a little bit of bother, he would he would uh, he, he would bail you out. Um, again, team team game, team performance. But, but Roman was a real team player as well, to be fair. Coco, I remember that save he made against Russian and Diamonds, uh, about fourth or fifth game in that that first season that you were there, and uh, it yeah. wasn't going it wasn't going too well, and um, they were losing to to Russian and Diamonds, and he made a fantastic save, and the team came back from I think it was two 0 down to win three two, and that seemed to kickstart your season. So I think that was possibly one of Roman's most important saves in in the whole of his career, Argo. It, it's amazing, Chris. It's amazing when uh, you, you get a lift. Small little things like that give you a lift, give the team a lift. Now we go down the other end and we win 3 2. Yeah, the goal scorers will all get praised that day and, 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 and applauded. But you've hit the nail on the head there. When the goalie makes that type of save, it's amazing the lift you get. It's amazing the, the, how it galvanises you and, and, and the crowd and everybody just then it picks everybody up and, and away we go. Ball goes in the net down the far end, the strikers get the praise. Yeah, yeah. But nobody, nobody will refer back, obviously. You, made a valid point no, they put Roman you'd, you'd actually say Roman won us the game that day with that save mm. We've had some great questions, uh, Coco, which um, speaks for the sort of the affection that the fans have for you. Dave Traveska said, "Which Plymouth player, past or present, would you least like to mark at corners?" Ooh. <laughs> 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 the sharpest elbows, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Jesus, um, there's, there's some really, really, really good. I, I don't dare say I, I would hate to mark myself, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top scorer in uh, 01, 02 and a lot of the goals came from corners didn't they?
to go and go and get their head on on the end of something. So yeah, you you, you, know, you take your hat off to your teammates when when uh, on occasions like that. You know the quality that 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 was delivered, the quality that was put in, and and there's nine times out of ten they were on the money. We knew the area that they were going to go in. So so making the run was easy. Getting on the end of it was easy. And um, the hard part of the game, and, and the ten a penny now. There's people who can deliver a, a quality set piece. So many times you sit and you watch football, Premier League football. And, and, and they can't read, they can't get beyond the first mile. Yeah. So uh, you, you've got to take your hat off to, uh, to, to, to the service. Another good question from Ross. He says, when you and Paul Wasserman partners at centre-back in the old Division 3 winners team under Sturrock, did you used to give the sti- strikers stick in training about being top scorers and ask them to muck in with a few more goals themselves? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was a, it was a, it was a great team team effort. It was a great team uh, team spirit, and, and we we really look at football stick parcel, isn't it? You, you you give each other a little bit of stick and, and, and things like that. Look, without the without the hold up play of Michael Evans, without the the, the goals of Ian Stonebridge, I recall go back to was it Exeter when we were we were getting beat two one, and Stonebridge scored two all, and Scott Stonebridge scored the last kick of the game up at Exeter. We beat them three two on that Tuesday night. So. They, they used to score important goals. The, 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 the strikers and the midfielders, David Frio was a goal scorer as well. So um, we, we had goals throughout the team, and, and, and it wasn't just the, 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 the two defenders, but, but good, they scored important goals, them lads, to, to be quite honest with you. They, uh, they, they, knew, they knew the big games, they knew when they always came up trumps when, uh, when needed. Um, each individual played a massive, massive part in, in, in the success of Argyle throughout them years and uh, uh, yeah okay, I, was, I was lucky enough to, to pick up a couple of goals but as I said that was, that was down to the service but yeah we used to give each other a bit of stick it, it, it used to be lively it used to be lively on a Monday morning then when <laughs> you, didn't win, you didn't win on a Saturday um, I, I, I recall one time Mr Stork used to like a hand grenade he used to take the pin out of the ball just chuck it onto the pitch and walk away used to, we used to go at each other now on a Monday it was fierce when, uh, when we didn't win a game um, I'm not sure you could get away with some of the things nowadays, uh, or, or you could say some of the things nowadays. I think the players nowadays are somewhat that they're somewhat protected and looked after a little bit too much. But um, we used to the training ground used to be lively on a Monday. If had we not a one, or were we not successful, or if we didn't meet the standards that we set for each other, um, it used to be, it, it used to be fiery on a Monday. Hmm. Uh, question here from James: When you left Argyle in 2005, was it anything to do with the signing of Teribo West? Or was it because you had the opportunity to play for Paul Sturrock again? Um, well, first and foremost, look, we, we, I was, we were having a... My me, me son was born in July of 2005, so it was, the furthest thing from my mind was to uh, was to move on, to be fair. Um, my son, King, was both born down there and we'd already had Shannon. So, me, me two young kids, uh, the, the last thing on my mind was to was, was to be moving on. Um, I... I Maybe I don't, I don't really want to get into the politics of, of anything like that, but I'm, I'm in the I'm in the lounge at the part in the way on holiday the year before, and I'm being told that my place is up for grabs. That Matty Doombay was coming into the football club, and then I'm being told that I'm being replaced with Teribo West. And my 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 all I've ever said to to, to managers is okay, we'll make sure that they're up to the job, and they ain't gonna get me jersey easy. I ain't gonna go go without a fight. Um, and I just. It was just probably timing, and, and, and as I say, timing again, it was just probably my time to move on, and, and, and I'd given me service, and I'd, I'd done what I had to do. Um, yes, and, and, and the, the question is valid, because uh, the pastoral factor, the Sheffield Wednesday factor, um, would come into it. Um, 
So yeah, it was it was a sad. Let, let me tell you, it was a sad day when when I had to. To be fair, it was it was a wrench. It was a wrench leaving, but uh, as I say, our, our things happen for a reason. And um, it, it was it, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't nice when I had, when I had to move on. But uh, look, I, I didn't I didn't want to cause any problems or any issues and dig my heels in and start staying and hanging around the club where whereby the manager maybe didn't didn't fancy me, didn't want me, and I had to accept that. Uh, Managers have different tastes, different flavours, and, and and I have to accept that I, I probably wasn't part and parcel of of, um, of Bobby's of, of, of Bobby's remit going forward. So no no animosity towards anybody. I I, I really really enjoyed my time, and, and the time came, and I I, I give me service, I give me time, and, and, and being successful. So uh, I, I was it was time to move on. Great move for you though, wasn't it, to go to Sheffield Wednesday, and I think you went on to win the Player of the Year award there as well. Good times. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was decent to be fair. To go in and lead the team in in and, and Sheffield derbies and, and, and against local rivals here, Leeds and, and, and Hull, teams like that. You know, Sheffield. We were we, we getting twenty threes, twenty four thousands every week. You know, twenty eight thousand in the Sheffield derbies. It, it was great times. Yeah, it, it was great times. It was a real purple patch of my career. I really, really I'm fortunate enough to. Uh, to enjoy, I've, I've always enjoyed my football, and, 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 and going on from from Argyle moving to Wednesday was, was another big uh, was, was, was another big opportunity and chance for me. But um, I, I did miss, I did miss, yeah, I did miss, uh, I did miss Argyle for for a period. To, to be quite honest with you, um, I, I just enjoyed the not only the football side of things, but but off the pitch as well. There were some wonderful people down there. It was a great great place to live. Um, and the kids were happy. The missus was happy. You know, I, I did miss it. I did miss it. And, and, and you do point for it now and again. Uh, another question from John Christie: Of all the managers you have worked with, who had the biggest impact on your career? Um, I guess the obvious one would be um, would be Paul Sturridge. I've, I've, I've worked with quite a lot of managers. You know, you go back to the early days as a kid, the Kenny Douglases, the Roy Hodgson's. Um, I, I, I suppose Paul Sturrock would probably have had the biggest impact. He, he'd probably have. Uh, he, he's, he's just as way as he was, which he knew how to get the most out of you. He knew when you needed a rocket. He knew when you needed a, a clip around the ear, and he also knew when you needed a needed an arm around the shoulder. Um, I, I, I guess the, the, the story I tell all the time when, when anybody asks me about Paul Sturrock, I just come down from Scotland to agree to uh, join Argyle. I think it was my second on my tour training session. And the ball has come down, and, and, and I've taken the ball down on my, on my chest, and I've made a nice little pass. And all of a sudden, the manager, Paul Stroke, walks onto the training ground. Stop, stop, stop. And, I, and I've gone, well, it can't be me. He ain't coming on to me. He, 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 I've just taken it down on my chest, and I've made a lovely pass. So it's, it's not me. And he comes right up into my face, and he says to me, what's your name? And I, I says, well, what are you talking about? What's my name? You've just signed me. You know me now. <laughs> so, so, two minutes later, he goes, your name from now on is useless. You just head it and kick it. See that white line, halfway line? When the ball comes into air half, you go and you head it, you go and you kick it over that white line. And that was it. From that day onwards, I, I, I never took a ball down on my chest. I never tried to make a pass. I just headed it and kicked it across the white line as quick and as, as best I could. But, but I was only in the club two or three days and I'm, what's going on here? Does the manager go like that to all the players? But we all knew, knew our jobs to the letter of the law. Um, he, he knew exactly how to how to get the best out of us. He was a lovable role. Um, tactically, I don't think I've come across a manager who could change a game with his substitutions. 
Um, I don't think I've ever walked with somebody like that. I, I just think, yeah, I, I just think Paul Stoke would have had the, the biggest impact both on and off the park. Yeah, do you still keep in contact with Luggy? I actually spoke to him last week, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's down there, he's, he's walking away, he's, he's enjoying it, he's, he's happy. Um, he's, he's keeping on top of things as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I speak to him, I speak to him quite, quite, uh, quite regular, to be honest. He's, he's been great for me as well, to be fair. He's, he's, just, a, he's just a lovely, lovely man, to be honest. Uh, he's a lovable rogue, as I say, but uh, he was brilliant. He, he, he was brilliant. He was brilliant with everybody. And he and he, he wanted to be he, bigger no bigger pride than when he's seen people go on in the game and do well um, from from when they left them um, and and most players now that you talk about they, we will all have that same conversation then that same name just keeps cropping up Paul Sturrock Paul Sturrock um, because he he had such an impact and such a such a big uh, big part to play in, in in most of our careers. Yeah. Uh, one final question then. It was sent in from Lee Newson. He's asking what your all-time Argyle eleven would be. Wow. <laughs> I, did, I did give you this one yesterday to give you some time to think about it. So uh, we're expecting okay. great things, Coco. <laughs> the, the simple answer. The simple answer would be um, you'd, you'd go with the, the, the old one, the old two team with, with the 27, 28 clean sheets. You know, you, you'd go with that with 102, 103 points. Uh, I think we've only lost five or six games that season. That would be the simple answer. Um, but for me, I've, I've been lucky enough to play with some wonderful players. I've been lucky enough to play with some wonderful teams. I've had great occasions down there, a lot of success, some personal accolades. Um, for me to go and pick one player over another, for me to go and say he was better than him, it would be really, really unfair because every player that, that, that I've played with down there gets their all for the green jersey and, and gets their all for Argyle and the, and the club. And I was lucky, I was lucky. I played with some really, really good players, really, really good people and some real proper football lads uh, who, who get their all. I don't really, uh, Lee, I don't, Lee Newson, I don't really want to commit to individuals, if that, if that makes sense, and, and I hope he appreciates that. I just think that, that, that the, the, the two championship winning teams I played in mm. were, uh, were, were exceptional, were exceptional lads, were exceptional people. Um, there, was, there was some really, really good players down there, there was some really, really good lads, and, and, and it was really, really enjoyable, and to pick one team or one player over another in the various positions I would be doing them doing them in, in, in just and it wouldn't be doing them the service that, that, that they deserve to be honest I think that's not ducking that's not ducking the issue that's not <laughs> I was going to say Lee, Lee Newsom's done something that I'm never able to do when I interview Cocker over the years he sat on the fence <laughs> I, I don't ever recall you doing that when I spoke to you in those four years Graham no I, I don't uh, I don't like picking individuals you know no, I, mean? I, no I totally get I totally get where you're coming from and, and how can you argue with the 0102 team 102 points I mean you know. I wouldn't like I wouldn't like put it this way, I wouldn't like to be sitting here and being asked to pick between Roman Lariu and yeah. McCormick for instance. Mm. Uh, you know you know, so there's a lot a lot of tough decisions, a lot of hard decisions to, to, to be made there, you know. Mm. But it's it, look at the lads just to just appreciate them for what they were and what they've done for the club because they've been brilliant, they've been brilliant servants to the football club. And look uh, let's hope let's hope it's uh, it's another Another season um, of success down there because God knows, uh, God knows they deserve it. Uh, God, uh, given what they've been through over the years, so uh, we're all uh, we're all here's hoping. Well, there's certainly a lot of similarities between this Argyle team. You know, speaking a minute ago about the goals, I sent to Chris earlier. Fifteen different goal scorers for Argyle this season. You know, they really it's similar to the, the teams that you played in. 
Well, that that there in itself would give uh, you know you're not reliant on one player. One player gets injured, one player gets suspended, and all of a sudden you think, oh no, we're missing our we're missing our talisman, we're missing our goal scorer. That there would give you uh, as a player, as, as 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 even a defender, a goalkeeper. That there would give you a reason to hang on into them games when when when, when the goal gets tough. If you're if you're, if you're getting there. Uh, under pressure, if balls are coming in your box and you're feeling a little bit tired and, and, and the pressure is relentless, you you'll stand up because you know you'll stand up and clear that clear your lines because you know that that uh, we get one opportunity, we get one chance, we we'll, we we'll take it, we we'll score, and, and and from an array of different players, that that that's great. That's when when someone uh, something like that is happening at a football club when you've so many different scorers, that that that's brilliant because you're you're not reliant on one or two players to one or two individuals. Um, and, and that again, as we spoke about earlier on, the confidence, the belief, the momentum, that that helps. That that all helps build that. Indeed, Coco, it's um, great catching up with you again. Thanks for coming on the um, the podcast, and um, I look forward to seeing you back in football in the not too distant future. Thanks very much, Chris. All the best to you. Yeah, and the Green Army will see you again soon, no doubt, up in the up in the north somewhere. Will indeed, Stu. We will indeed. We'll get out and we'll have a little. Uh, We'll have a little look, no problem at all. Fantastic. Thanks ever so much for coming on the show, Coco. Appreciate your time, mate. All the best. All Thank the you best. Bye, bye. Well, that's all we have time for this week. Thanks again to Graham and to Chris for joining me on the show. We'll be back again next week with more of the same. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account at HeraldPAFC or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.